He is a faithful God, isn't he? And I thank him for that tonight. If you'll stand with us, appreciate all the good singing and testimonies that were given tonight. Matthew chapter number 9. We'll just bring a simple thought for a few moments that... I had a message I worked on this afternoon, thought I'd preach it, came here, and my sermon changed three times while I was sitting over there, and so every time they sing a different song, I change the sermon, and so uh, I just came back to this one, and just feel like uh, this is, uh, I've been preaching this some other places, hadn't preached it here yet, just kind of been waiting for the right time, and so I feel like it'd be the Lord's will to preach it tonight, Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 35. The Bible says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Heavenly Father, Lord, I do pray tonight in Jesus' name, God, that you would help us these next few moments. I pray that you'd give us liberty tonight. May you be magnified and glorified and lifted up, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, this is the third circuit that Jesus is making through Galilee. If you go back to Matthew chapter number 4 and verse 23, uh, Jesus makes the first circuit through with his uh, disciples. And then in Matthew chapter number 8, he makes the second circuit through uh, Galilee. And now here in Matthew chapter 9, a third time, uh, Christ is going through Galilee. And it's interesting in verse number 35 what we see Jesus doing uh, in this text. We see that Jesus uh, is seeking in verse number 35. The Bible tells us in Jesus went about all the cities and the villages. And what I notice about this in verse 35 is that Christ is leading the way. Amen. The Bible said and Jesus went about. You know it's interesting that Christ never asked his disciples to do anything that what he wasn't willing to do and to lead the way. He's the perfect example and so Jesus is seeking. He is leading the way. And then I notice in verse 35 that in him seeking he is leaving no one out. Notice the Bible said that he went about all the cities and the villages. You ought to circle that word all because Christ is going to every place. He's going to the cities and he's going to the to the villages. That means that there's no place that's too little and there's no place too big that what Christ is not willing to go and bring the gospel to them. And so we see here that Christ is leaving no one out. He's going to the large places uh, and he's going to the little places and so uh, we see Jesus seeking in verse 35 and then uh, we see Jesus serving in verse 35 notice the Bible said that he's teaching in their synagogues and he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom and he's healing every sickness and disease now when you think about this Jesus has got a teaching ministry he's got a healing ministry and he's got a preaching ministry and as he's dealing with these people uh, the teaching ministry would deal with their mind their spirit, uh, the preaching ministry would deal with their soul he touches their intellect first by teaching but then he preaches the gospel to them he preaches to their soul and then the Bible said he healed every sickness and every disease uh, he had power over all the diseases, amen and so Jesus is seeking and Jesus is, is serving and this verse proves that uh, Jesus cares tonight uh, and he cares 
cares about all people and he cares about all places and he cares about all problems. Amen. It doesn't matter where you live tonight, whether you live in the city or whether you live in the village. It doesn't matter who you are tonight and it doesn't matter what your problem is. God is interested. I think about what the psalmist or what the songwriter said when he said he cares, he cares. I know he cares. Amen. And I'm glad that he cares tonight. First uh, Peter chapter 5 said, Casting all care upon him, for he uh, careth for you. And so Jesus uh, is seeking, and Jesus is serving. And then uh, we see that Jesus uh, is seeing in this verse. The Bible said, But when he saw the multitude, amen. I thought about that when I read that little phrase one day, and I thought about uh, why did Jesus see the multitude? Uh, I'll tell you why. All the answers uh, uh, to these questions about him seeing is found in verse number 35. Why did Jesus see the multitude? I'll tell you why. Because he went about. Amen. You see, you can't see the multitude from your recliner. Can I get an amen right there? You can't see the multitude from your living room. Uh, You've got to get out where they are. You've got to get the gospel to them. Why did Jesus see the multitude? Where did he see the multitude? He saw the multitude in the cities uh, and in the villages. Uh, Everywhere he went. Do you know everywhere we go, there's lost people. Amen. I don't care if you go to the job or if you go to school or if you go to the supermarket or wherever you go in town. uh, uh, You're going to run into a sinner everywhere you go. And so Jesus here, where did he see them? He saw them in the villages and he saw them uh, in the cities. Why did he see them? Because he went about. And then when did he see them? I'm going to tell you when he saw them. He saw them when he was teaching and when he was preaching and when he was healing. Amen. He got up close and personal with all of them. And if you and I are going to have a burden for the lost, if we are going to carry a burden for the lost, uh, we have to be where they're at. Amen. And so Jesus is serving and Jesus is is seeing and and Jesus uh, is seeking in this verse. But uh, look at verse number 36. Uh, We also notice that Jesus is stirred. Amen. The Bible says here, but when he saw the multitude, look at this, he was moved with compassion. Jesus is stirred on the inside. For by what he sees on the outside, There's an old song, you don't hear it much anymore, but I'm sure many of you can remember it. There was an old song that used to be sung that said, I'm so tired of being stirred and not being changed. And I'm going to tell you tonight, the only way we're going to have a stirring that changes us is we got to look on the fields. we got to lift our eyes. Uh, we got to be where they're at. And Jesus is where those sinners are. And he's stirred. Notice the way that Jesus is stirred in this verse. The Bible said he was moved with compassion. We need more of that in our churches, don't we? We need more of a compassion for sinners tonight. And Jesus is is stirred. Uh, His eye has affected his heart. The way that Jesus is stirred, uh, he's stirred with compassion. Uh, uh, Jesus sees them. Why is he so stirred with compassion? Notice because uh, when he sees this multitude, he sees the multitude is weak. Uh, The Bible said in verse number 36, because they fainted. Amen. And then he sees that they're wandering. Uh, uh, They're scattered abroad. Uh, And then he sees that they're 
they're without. They're a sheep having no shepherd. So when you see Christ in this passage of Scripture, notice He starts out seeking. Uh, and then notice uh, uh, Jesus is serving. And, and then Jesus sees the multitude. Uh, and then He is stirred by what He sees. But when we get to verse 37, our text tonight, look at this little phrase. Then saith he unto his disciples. Jesus is speaking now. He has something he wants to say to all his disciples. I want to preach a few minutes tonight on this subject, on the burden of Jesus Christ. The burden of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus has something that he wants to say to his disciples. And I'll tell you tonight what Jesus has to say to his disciples here in this verse is the very same thing he has to say to us as his disciples tonight. You see, his burden has not changed. Sometimes we get burdens for different things, different ministries, different opportunities, and, and burdens come and burdens go. Uh, you should never a preacher should never take a church or step out into a ministry uh, because he has a burden. Now I think when God calls a man, he'll give him a burden. But you need more than a burden when you go out to do anything for God. You've got to have a call, Amen. Uh, because the burden comes and the burden goes sometimes, uh, but the call stays there. As as long as God wants you there. Uh, but there is a burden tonight that I'm preaching about that should never leave our heart. It ought to be a burden on us tonight that should stay with us all the days uh, of our Christian life. Uh, and it is the burden of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, what Jesus is about to talk about in verse 37 and verse 38, it's so important tonight because number one, it's the burden of Jesus Christ. Number two, it's the heartbeat of God. And number three, it's the responsibility of every Christian here tonight. And it's about souls. The burden of Jesus Christ. I want you to notice three things about this burden tonight and we'll be done. I want you to see that this burden involves a specific place. He said the harvest truly is plenteous. Uh, tonight when you think about the burden of Jesus Christ when you, when you think about his burden tonight it involves a specific place uh, uh, what is that place tonight that place is the world amen uh, and the world is a type of the field uh, and when, when Jesus spoke about that in Matthew chapter 13 and even in some other places the, the field represents the world and can I tell you something tonight there's nothing wrong with the field amen uh, when you think about the field tonight uh, you say but oh but people are doing all kinds of wicked things and I understand that but they're doing the only thing that they know to do they're walking in darkness tonight and God's problem is not trying to move the field the world is what it is tonight but God is trying to move us he's not trying to give his burden to them but he's trying to give his burden to us tonight and when you think about this here it's a specific place the harvest is ready amen when it's harvest time that means that it's time to gather in. It's time to bring in. And Jesus said the harvest uh, uh, truly is plenteous. Uh, it means the harvest. Uh, the word harvest means that it's ready. And the word truly means that the harvest is real tonight. Uh, hey, there's a real harvest. Uh, uh, souls are really dying. Uh, uh, souls are really going to hell while we sit in the house of God tonight. Uh, uh, somebody or someone uh, and many have died uh, uh, while we've sat in this church house 
cross tonight and they've woke up in a Christless eternity. They have died without God and they have went to hell and it ought to stir us tonight. It ought to motivate us tonight. As it's already been said, it ought to move us tonight. This is the heartbeat of God and when we think about this harvest tonight, it involves a specific place. Amen. Those people that will go to hell tomorrow, tonight, people will wake up in hell. Can you imagine going to bed lost and the next time you fall off into a sleep and the next time you open your eyes, you're in outer darkness. You say, Brother Gravely, why do I need to be so worried about that? Because it may be mine and your family members. It may be a friend. It involves a specific place. We may lose our burden for a lot of things, but God help us to never lose the burden for souls tonight. And when you see the word harvest in verse 37 and 38, the word harvest is mentioned three times there. And the first time it's mentioned, it talks about the loss of the harvest. The harvest truly is plenteous. And then the second time it is mentioned, it talks about the Lord of the harvest in verse 38. Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest. And then he talks about the laborers in the harvest that he'll send forth laborers uh, into his harvest. Amen. I'm talking about tonight the burden of Jesus Christ. Uh, what is he burdened about? He's not burdened about heaven. He's not burdened about eternity. He's burdened about this earth. Uh, and as Brother Sam was talking about today, uh, how that he said that he knows this. Uh, he made the stars also. He knows them all by name. Uh, he's got them all numbered tonight, everyone. And we're so insignificant and this universe uh, when you think about how little we are uh, compared to the universe and the galaxy and this world tonight but yet he thinketh upon us uh, that's why the psalmist said what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou would visit him I mean why would God condescend uh, to this mud ball uh, when it's just this mud ball is just a speck in eternity a speck in this universe uh, why would he even care uh, to come to this this old sin-cursed earth. It reveals the love of God and the mercy of God. As the songwriter said, it goes beyond the highest star and it reaches to the lowest hell. I want to tell you tonight the harvest, the burden of Jesus Christ, it involves a specific place tonight. Then it involves a serious problem. Look at verse 37. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Could you imagine tonight acres and acres of oranges? How many of y'all like oranges tonight? I mean acres of oranges or whatever fruit you want to think of. Fields and acres of and there they are. They're, they're ripe. They're ready. They, all somebody's got to do is go out there and get them. But they're ruining. They're wasting. Because nobody wants to labor. Nobody wants. You remember that old song? My house is full, but my fields are empty. Who will go and work for me? I, I like those songs. And I know we don't shout on them. We don't run the aisles on them. You know why? But you know, we're not always supposed to do that. You know, that ought to not bother. That doesn't mean I'm against it. I mean, you know, well, I want to shout and praise God every time we come to church, but can I tell you where we're at today? We don't always need music that just makes us feel good. 
We need music sometimes that, that, that and I'm not talking about putting you in a coma. Somebody say amen. We don't want that kind of music. But I'll tell you, sometimes we need some songs sung, and it's missing in our generation that makes us stop and think about consecration, makes us stop and think about lost souls, amen. You think about most songs being written today, they're just made to make people feel happy and good about life. See, Brother Gravely, you against that? No, I'm not, but you go read them hymns. You go read them old songs. Do you know of C.T. Studd, Amy Carmichael, Hudson Taylor, David Livingston, if they attended our Spring Jubilee in 2023, and I hope we shout till we pass out, not, not pass out. <laughs> Wrong crowd will show up if I say that. <laughs> I hope we shout it out. But I'm going to tell you, if those people I just mentioned showed up, if they could live in our day and time and show up to a Jubilee, you know what they would be baffled about when the meeting's over with? Not just ours, but any meeting. They would be walking around and say, well, that was a good meeting, wasn't it? Well, I enjoyed that. Didn't you enjoy it? Man, that was a great meeting. Here's what they'd say. What, what, what did you surrender to do for Christ? Well, we heard all that preaching and good singing. What commitment did you make? What are you going to do for God after this? Because see, to them, the Christian life was about consecration, commitment, the will of God, doing something for lost souls. You say, where would they get a, a, an idea like that? The labors are few. I'm not scolding tonight. I believe this is a church that believes in missions. This is a church that believes in, in Saturday visitation and every other day visitation and soul winning and passing out tracts. But I want to tell you something tonight. You can go to a good church that believes every bit of that and never do any of it. Amen? Or never put your heart in and never have a burden. I'm telling you tonight somebody came to my doorstep Somebody knocked on my door and gave me the gospel. You're here tonight because somebody prayed for you. You're here tonight because somebody labored in the vineyard. You say, but I was born in church. This is all I've ever known. Yeah, but somebody preached to your soul. Some Sunday school teacher labored over a lesson and taught you about Jesus Christ. Some godly deacon prayed for you. A godly mother and a godly father wept their tears for you to be saved. You didn't just arrive and get saved. Listen, on your own merit, somebody labored labored in your field and God said there's a serious problem we've got the field and the harvest is ready but the laborers are few be involved in the work of God be involved in your local church Whatever goes on, be involved in it, amen. Uh, listen, be involved in winning souls. Uh, put somebody in your car. Invite a neighbor to church. Pass out a track. Uh, uh, hang a, you don't have to have Saturday visitation to hang a door hanger on a door. Uh, get with your spouse and go up your street uh, and tell people about Jesus Christ. Uh, spread the gospel. Why? Because heaven is real uh, and hell is hot uh, and Jesus is coming uh, and death is sure. Uh, it might my friend, we must do what we can while we can because time is running out today. There's a serious problem. There's a specific place. And then finally, notice in verse 38, there's a single prayer. Jesus said, pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. It's the only prayer request Jesus ever had. Pray you the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. 
tonight, do you realize after all that you think about this, Jesus has answered so many prayer requests for us that we could never, we could never remember them all, could we? If I came to you and said, or you came to me tonight and said, write down every prayer request that Jesus has ever answered for you, that's impossible, isn't it? He's answered prayers that we prayed that, let's be honest tonight, we didn't have a lot of faith in it. But he answered it anyway. We had just a little measure, just a mustard seed faith, but he answered it. You know why? Not because of us, because of him. He's answered so many prayer requests for us And Jesus only has one prayer request, and it's right here. Would you pray, he says to the disciples, I want you to pray about something. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. It's a blessed thought tonight. That after all the prayers that Jesus has answered for me, all the requests, the many requests that I've had, that he has one request tonight, and you and I have the capability of answering that request tonight. You say, how is that preacher? By passing out a track. By witnessing to someone. By inviting someone to church. By going after some soul that needs Jesus tonight. I want to say this single prayer. Tonight I want to be an answer to our Lord's prayer, don't you? I'm not telling you tonight, as, as uh, Brother Williams even said, I think, I, I'm not telling you tonight that I have all the answers. I'm not telling you tonight that, that, that I'm the soul winner that I need to be, that I, want, that I ought to be tonight, but I want to be. I know I need to be reminded of it. I know that I can't be reminded enough that when we leave, we, we, we go home this evening or tonight, we get ready to start another work week and we get ready to go uh, fulfill the schedules that, that we all have, that, that have been placed in our lives. And, and, to, and as we begin the week, Lord, help us tonight. Help me tonight. Help you tonight. Let's not forget the souls. Let's not forget the people that God will strategically put in our place. You know, I thought about your testimony today, Brother Sam. If God knows every single star and he knows where it's at and he, know, and he gave it a name, he knows it by name. Some liberal come along and say, well, he didn't name all the stars. Well, he named all the animals. Isn't that right? He said, well, Adam did that. Well, who do you think gave Adam the knowledge to do it? He named the stars. He knows them by, if he knows them by name and their location, he knows every sinner's name and their location. And when God puts you on a job, you're not there just to get a paycheck. You're a missionary to that field to harvest that fruit that's there. God puts you in a school. You're a missionary to that school. To those young people to whom much is given, much is required. Young person, hear me tonight. The people in your life, the people in God places around you. Maybe you've got a cousin tonight that's not saved. Don't let your ungod or don't let your lost cousin pull you in the wrong direction. You be a witness to them. Because if you're saved tonight and you say that you're saved. And you let them influence you and you become what they are and they die and go to hell. If you're saved, one day you'll stand at the judgment seat. You'll have to give an account and your cousin's blood will drip from your hands. 
Think about that tonight. We've all witnessed people that we let slip through our fingertips, haven't we? Oh, don't let it happen. Oh, to me, don't let it happen tonight as we stay on the burden of Jesus. I want His burden to be my burden. Souls. It's all about souls tonight. It's not about, life's not about me. It's not about my schedule. It's not about my events. It's not about whatever I, that I've got going on. And thank God for life. And thank God for a schedule. And thank God for things in life that He gives us to enjoy and live. But in the midst of all that living, we have to remember what we're living the most for. What His heartbeat is tonight is that somebody, some soul would be rescued. And tonight we ought to pray, Lord, would you let me, would you help me to be a light? Let, help me to be a witness. Help me to be... Help me to have a burden, a real burden for somebody, anybody that's going to hell tonight. While we sing, if you need to come, you mind God. Throw out.